1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have David Moyes of Decide Consulting. David, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about David so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And David is the president and founder of Decide Consulting, an IT staffing and recruiting company based in Houston, Texas. Prior to starting Decide Consulting, he had a career as a software developer holding titles such as a technical architect and practice manager. In an industry dominated by companies run by recruiters and sales, Decide is different by having a technologist running the company. David, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yes, I am. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. So, to to kind of jump right in, I wanted to hear a little bit more about what I call your CEO story—how you got started with your business and all the awesome things you guys are doing. Okay, so right out of college, way back
2: when, uh, started working for one of the big four consulting companies. Uh, Just as a staff person, doing programming projects, worked there for several years, left there to take more money at another IT consulting company, and did that a few times, and some trends happened at all these companies. I was the person who was... uh, going out on sales calls with the salespeople, helping them close deals i was writing the proposals i was if a project was going sideways they'd stick me on it and i'd make it better uh if they were trying to hire people and wanting someone to do some technical interviewing they were calling me on doing that and they kept on doing that and what i realized at the time was i am making a lot of money for a lot of other people and maybe i should do that for myself so decide started that way at the time there's some new technology that was coming out uh and i was definitely an early adopter with it um and decided really started off as just a software project development company uh doing custom software development um and that was great we had several several good years with that um the issues were is that i eventually wound up burning the candle at both ends i'm doing the work i'm hiring people i'm doing sales i'm trying to do marketing I was taking care of my clients, but not building as I fast as I could have. And then 2008 happened, and uh, all of a sudden our pipeline just dried up, and a lot of projects that we had where we thought they were going to go on longer, they dried up, and we definitely shrunk. And coming out of that, it was, you know, some decisions that we had to make. Do we want to keep on going with this custom software development? But what I realized was, you know, when the phone rings, We're getting a lot more people asking us for, I need a programmer, I need a network engineer. And we just shifted to, let's just focus on the staffing and recruiting components of the company. It's easier to find salespeople to do that. Um, Selling software projects is very abstract for a lot of salespeople. So we've just been focusing on that for
1: several years now and uh, doing well. So there we go. Nice. No, I definitely appreciate that. I know, you know, obviously that was a difficult time, but I think some of the things that I've read and even sounds like you, you've you experienced as well, too, is there's often sometimes tremendous opportunities that come out of, you know, things or I guess economic changes that are happening. And a lot of times it, it opens up opportunities. It forces us a lot of times to think more creatively about things. And you yeah. seeing that trends and those trends over time, being able to kind of make that pivot just because you already knew that people were asking on that is definitely uh, incredible foresight.
2: Speaking of, we're in the middle of one right now. (laughs) So (laughs) we are doing this in the middle of the COVID lockdown. Mm. And uh, it's going to be a very different world when we come out of this. And hopefully uh, we're trying to prepare ourselves for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, And I think that's one of those kind of quote unquote muscles that is always great to have and to know that there are opportunities to be able to see those opportunities, to be able to pivot and understand, you know, there will always kind of be, you know, things that happen, you know, economically and changes in the world, but the muscle that you probably need maybe the most is probably that ability to kind of see and be able to make those pivots and changes. So it's great you've been able to do that. Yeah. And, and a reminder for us to do that as well. So um, I know we touched on a little bit and when I read your bio, when you, when you um, talked about your story, could you take us through exactly, you know, how you work with clients, some of those things that you provide and how exactly that process goes?
2: So ultimately there are, Many, many companies trying to find IT, software developers, scrum, mani- or scrum masters, a variety of technical positions, and we help them with that. Uh, it, it's an interesting place right now. According to some places, like an organization called code.org, there are over half a million open IT and software development jobs here in the United States. And, and just if you wanted to grow G- GDP by 1%, fill all those roles. And you know, want to skip a recession if we could do that. And that's just how many there are. Colleges are not cranking out enough people. The demand for technical people is incredibly high. It's going to stay high. Um, So we just work with companies. I mean, there's a lot of, at the end of the day, we're a staffing company, and there's a lot of varieties of staffing companies. Um, And we just focus on the IT and technical spaces.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I had no idea, you know, based off those numbers and those statistics, just how, you know, big it is. I have heard it, you know, a lot that, you know, people are always looking for, you know, tech, those technical people, but I think, you know, just even you as speaking on a from a sales aspect of like how I guess, um, you know, it's harder to plug and play when it comes to probably technical uh, positions. So you have to really make sure that you're getting the right people in the right seats, the right people, the right seats, the right skills, Uh, And the skills are
2: changing and they're evolving Um, the way I describe it to a lot of people. The menu of technical skills is ever growing. Um, And just to put it one way, so uh, seven, eight years ago, if you had a software developer who had SQL, .NET, C Sharp, JavaScript, jQuery, you could find 20 jobs for that person. And now there's 50 jobs, but they need, you know, it doesn't have to be jQuery, it has to be Angular 2 or React Native or something like that. Across the board, the amount of technical uh, things you could focus on is just increased, which makes it harder for companies to find that right person. And then you want to throw in a good culture fit uh, and someone who can get along with the team and then someone who's got the soft skills on top of that, which is across any type of uh, recruiting and staffing industry. So, no, it, it, it's an interesting time to be in this business.
1: Yeah, absolutely, no, and, and that's what I was imagining too, you know, as I see, you know, technologies everywhere in all different industries, it's not just its own industry, that yes. with that happening, it's starting to be a requirement for everybody to have at least some technical skills, and if you're in a technology position, as you said, you probably have to have a robust kind of knowledge about different types of technical skills as well. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. 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 So I didn't know if I kind of touched on this when I read your bio, but I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. I didn't know if it was that technologist uh, aspect and that perspective that you felt kind of set you apart in the organization apart, but is that your secret sauce or is it something additional?
2: There are a couple of them and yeah, absolutely. That's one of them. Um, in our industry, it is dominated by people uh, or companies run by someone with a recruiting background or a sales background. Um, and nothing wrong with that. We have recruiters. We have to ask people on our right. staff. We have to have them. Um, but myself coming from a technical background gives us an edge. It's something different. Uh, I can get my team together and I whiteboard a lot of things. This is what they're talking about when you heard this phrase. Here's how this came to evolve. And where they were kind of scratching their heads or trying to do a Google search, I can break it down for them and help them understand what they're looking for, good questions to ask the clients and the candidates. Um, So that definitely gives us a plus on several things that we do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient?
2: I'm going to go. I'm going to throw one, a book out there and then one other thing. Okay. Uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Like okay. There was a book that really kind of affected me a particular way years ago when I read that. It was that, and it just gave me a different perspective on how to solve problems. Um, another CEO hack, and this is more tangible for people: mm-hmm. um, automation. Automation. In, in for bigger companies, you're going to hear the phrase digital transformation. Mm -hmm. Um, how do we get the orders from our supply chain directly into the, uh, into the invoicing or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And, and, And that's great for bigger companies, but for smaller companies, startups, um, people with, you know, 10 or less people, you can automate things too. There are some great tools out there that are easy to use, low cost, um, Zapier, uh, uh ifttt which stands for if this then that uh microsoft power automate
1: or power automate yeah absolutely no i I definitely appreciate those two hacks and so i I wanted to ask you now for what i call a ceo nugget so that could be like a word of wisdom or piece of advice could be around staffing or or hiring or it might even be something you would tell your younger business self to other ceos um establish core values
2: Mm. think about what they are and don't make them these our mission is to make the world yeah no 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 no. (laughs) what are things that you would hire people for fire people for what are those guidelines if you were to sit back and say if some if this is an action that we want to do that's a core value if someone does this i would fire them or hire them or give them a raise or promote them that's a core value think about what your core values are go through the exercise of so defining them, writing them down, letting people know what
1: they are. put Make posters of them, put them in your office. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of, of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So David, what does being a CEO mean to you? I mean, there's some uh, clearly some selfish things in there. I mean, I you know, started
2: this. I'm like, I'd like to make more money. make do it, build it for myself. And those are the clear things and, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, anyone who's going to start a company wants that. But there's something bigger with this as all. Um, how do you build that tribe, that community for the people that are working for you? How do you get them to feel like they are part of something bigger? How do you get them to feel like yes, there it's more than just them and them coming in and clocking in and clocking out? How do you get them feeling like they are part of something, part of a tribe? How do they grow? Um, and that's, that's a challenge. And, you know, there are some people that were with me that really buy in and they're all in and that's great. And those are the ones that fit to the core values. And I've had some people before and they did not really care. And like, why, why are they here? Um, always looking for those people and what it means to me is can I get those people who want to be part of this tribe and can I provide them with something? Can they provide the tribe with something? And when all that's clicking, it's great. Awesome. So,
1: well, David truly appreciate that perspective and I appreciate your time even more. What mm-hmm. I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on.
2: Okay. And I, uh, gonna throw one thing out here. Just, uh, when I get into how do you, you know, the automation, what do you do? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not a big company. We're not one of the four, yeah, fortune 1000, even close to that, but a, with some simple tools, something that we've done, and just is like during this, the COVID period here, a thing that we'd automated was going out and finding out what are the open IT roles in Houston? And we have a couple of things that we're scraping or calling some, some APIs to get that data and we're holding that. When, and we started this a few months ago and, and when everything started going crazy and everyone's getting laid off, we very quickly changed tax in that and started posting on our website decideconsulting.com all of the open IT roles that are in Houston and not just us our competitors all the companies that we're hiring consulting companies and we just put it out there and told the community look we know a lot of people are hurting right now. You are trying. you know, there's a lot of people just need another job, need to know what's going out there. And we placed all that out there and we started our, you know, reconfigured our email campaigns and our LinkedIn campaigns to just point people to that and did it as a public service. And really with the hope of helping people. And what happened is while everyone else is seeing their traffic go down on the web, on their websites during COVID, we're seeing our web traffic is tripled. And we got so many more people coming to us and saying, thank you for doing this. This is a great thing that you're doing. And the way that we just had some automation going on behind the scenes, very simple stuff. We're not a big company, but we we're able to pin a few things. We're really getting some big benefits from this, and we hope that'll, that will continue. So I encourage you know, companies to think of creative ways that you can use some of these Automation tools. And where you can find us, uh, decideconsulting.com, best place to get out there. We have links to our Twitter and Facebook and uh, LinkedIn pages from there. But uh, yeah,
1: just go to decideconsulting.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Again, David, we will have the links and information in the show notes and everything. I think you mentioned that, uh, that you, that project and, and the things you're working on is also available on your website as well. Yeah. So people can Check out. No, I, I think that's phenomenal. Um, and again, we have that in the show notes that uh, you know, again, how we kind of talked about a couple of times during this interview about how important it is to kind of, uh, I don't want to say, think outside the box, but maybe think differently about some of the things that you might already be doing and some of the value that you're able to provide and think um, kind of, from a service standpoint and how you can help out people. And sometimes those ancillary things that we do have those benefits that happen to us as well too, um, as you've you know talked about as well. So I appreciate you for reminding us of that and how we all have the ability to do that as well too. And um, I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day.